Hey, today we're going to continue talking about, well, decluttering. Decluttering our space, decluttering our mind, decluttering our lives. Remove things that are no longer serving us in order to get the life that we want. The create a life that we get to to more than just exist, more than we just survive. We actually get to experience, we get to live, we get to enjoy. And if you're looking for a way to clear the clutter of your mind, do I have an episode for you? We talk about the importance of clearing those thoughts that are no longer serving us. So listen in. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, and welcome back to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy, and we're going to continue our talk today about clearing the clutter. So I got a lot of DMs and I got a lot of messages and texts about last week's clearing the clutter, clutter, the physical space. And before I jump into that, just know I have allergy season. So if it seems like I'm like this video is kind of choppy a little bit, it's probably because I'm pausing it, pausing the recording to have a sneezing and coughing fit. And then coming back rather than just coughing in your ear. But back to clearing the clutter. We talked last week about the physical space. It's nothing new. This is not a new concept. We know that clearing the clutter does a lot for our brains, for our minds. But it also it attacks our mental space. It attacks our mental well-being. It adds pressure, adds busyness, adds things to our lives that we can use as a numbing, we can use as an excuse to, we have so much to do, we can't do anything. Um, We can use it as an excuse to not be, do, grow, get what we want. And I think that that's one of the things that we need to really look at is to decide what do we really want our space to look like? Um, I know in 2020, when a lot of people, well, we all, all of us, we started looking at our space, our physical space different. We start where we're home for a year straight, like a home home. Um, And that's the first time that we interacted with our space in such an intimate way. It's a, it could have been, you know, I know that a lot of people, they decorate and they, they love their space to have an energy. And I do as well, but I know that the busyness of life would make it so I just day to day, like it's just somewhere that we, we lived. It's not really an experience. And so I started looking at that and, and I talked with some, some of my friends who are actually like 
I would say they're experts in creating calming and creating the energy that you want in your house. And one of the things, you know, we talked about is the physical space and the clutter that, that we collect and we get to define what clutter is. You know, we can have still have a lot of knickknacks. We can have still have a lot of things and not be cluttered. The clutter is the extra. It's the things that don't bring you joy. It's the three things that distract you from having the energy and the space that you want. And so I was just, you know, drop me a DM, drop me a, um, a comment. Let me know how you are. Well, what the clutter does to you, what the, the clutter of your physical space, what, um, what you've noticed, have you sat down and actually looked at the space you spend most of the time in and have you noticed the difference? And as we define clutter, remind yourself that you get to define it however you want, but you have to be honest with yourself. That is one thing that, ooh, being honest with ourselves, sometimes the hardest thing to do is admit to ourselves what's going on because we know it, but admitting to it is just a little too much. It's what it will mean, what it says about us if we admit that we have clutter. And today I wanted to talk more about the clearing the clutter of your mind. If you go back and you watch or you listen to any of these podcasts, um, I have been talking about your mind since day one. We talked about being kind to yourself, having compassion, being curious versus judgmental. We talked about your thoughts and this is no different. Um, I realized that one of my numbing out, one of my safety nets is cluttering up my mind and getting so many things. Um, when I get stressed out or if I feel lacking, um, one of the first things I do is I go and try to find experts on it. I try to fill my mind because clearly I'm missing something if I'm feeling this way. When really, in all actuality, I need to remove some things. And um, so today I just want to talk to you a little bit about some things that we can, that we can remove some of the things that we can do right now in to acknowledge, to, to start listening and hearing and recognizing the clutter that's going on in our minds. Another reason to be honest with ourselves is if we really want to change, we have to know where the change needs to start. We need to know what we want, what we don't want. We need to know what we're willing to change, what we're not. We need to know what's serving us, what's not. And so the first step of clearing the clutter of your mind is you have, you have to notice, you have the choice. Now there's so many things are running on subconscious. Like there's thoughts, there's stories, there's your um, decisions, there's your actions all happening behind the scenes without you even noticing them, which is good, but it's not great. Like there's some things that need to, like breathing, that just continue what you're doing. I don't need to be aware of the fact that I'm breathing. Granted in the last week, I've been very aware of my breathing because of the allergies. It's one of those, like there's times that it's, I have to intentionally breathe. But overall, 
some of these stories are, are running on autopilot, but they're no longer serving us. Sorry about that. One of the things that are the joys of working from a home studio is when your kids are playing, when they're mowing out front, when they're talking right outside the door and you're like, I'm, I'm working, I'm trying to record. They're like, okay. And then they go out to talking. So if you hear any of that, that's, that's what's going on in the, in the background, but back to, back to what we were talking about. You have a choice. You get to notice the things that are on autopilot. You get to start to take a step back and recognize what your thoughts are. This was a really big deal for me when I, because I, I have so many thoughts, I'm always thinking, but when it comes to clutter, when it comes to things that are cluttering my mind, busy in my mind and keeping me from things that are really important, those kind of things I would just let on go on autopilot, whether it's stories that are no longer serving me, whether it was, you know, just thoughts of fleeting thoughts, um, whether it's worries, whether it's um, fears, habits, all of these things that were keeping me distracted, keeping me from experiencing the growth that I wanted, keeping my mind cluttered so I didn't have the mental or emotional space to do the ne- to, to do the next thing, to go to where I want to go, do what I want to do, and get what I know that I want. So you have to start noticing those thoughts that are no longer serving you, those cluttering thoughts that when you start to write them down, you realize that they are very similar in nature. They typically are going to attack insecurities and they are keeping you from understanding what your next move is. They're keeping you from growing or moving any direction. And they're there and they're doing a really good job. They're doing a really good job. And so all these things that are running on autopilot, some of them may be helpful, but some of these are no longer serving you. And so this is why giving yourself time. When you start to get overwhelmed, when you start to get anxious, when you start to like have that thought of, holy crap, I can't do anything else, or I have so much to do, I just want to go take a nap, or numbing out, be like, I just want to Netflix. I just want to go sit and I'm just going to binge Netflix. Um, those are all signs that the clutter in your mind has gotten to a point where it's too much. So start to write them down. Notice what they are because I, I can almost guarantee that it's a few, like one or two thoughts that maybe change definite change words, change the way the word is, the sentence is structured, but it's just a couple of things that are swimming around and it's not a, a long list, not a, a great list of things that you have to do or need to think about or decisions you need to make. It's that are stopping you, that are cluttering. It's typically one or two things that are just going to keep moving around and attacking so you can't get past them. So write them down. Not all of these are going to be negative, but when they are, put them in your ant journal, your automatic negative thought journal, 
the more you recognize your thoughts, the more you're going to see the thoughts that are stopping you. The see the thoughts that are cluttering and the thoughts that are no longer serving you. Now, when you get those, well, that's the next step. So they, the also the thought journal. Just in general, when you're feeling overwhelmed, get in the habit of taking five minutes. What is overwhelming you? You would be surprised with how many people don't do that. I was, I didn't do that at first. Now I do. I stop and I'm like, okay, I, why am I feeling so overwhelmed? What is it? And it's typically one thing, one conversation I need to have, one decision I need to make, one thing that is keeping me overwhelmed, that is swimming around and my mind has made it much bigger than it really needs to be. But I pull that thread and everything else will just settle itself. So take time and notice your thoughts. Give yourself that peace, that creativity. Give yourself that flexibility and freedom. Don't judge yourself. This is not the time. Not the time to judge yourself. Get curious about each of your thoughts and why it's overwhelming you. What meaning have you put behind it? That's, honestly, if you just did that and start to notice your thoughts, the clutter of your mind will start clearing. You'll start organizing it. You'll start putting it away. You'll start to compartmentalize. My mind is foggy. But take time. So many times we don't give ourselves the margin to breathe. We don't give ourselves the margin to really look at what our needs are in the moment or what is happening in our mind. We figure if we just keep doing the same things, if we just keep moving things to the one to the other, even if we keep working on our physical clutter, it's not going to help us to feel decluttered until we start looking at the clutter in our mind. So as you are giving yourself that time and space to declutter your physical space, give yourself that time and space to declutter your thoughts as well, to declutter your mind. Now, the second step is after you've written them down, after you notice, is start to decide, are they serving you or not? These thoughts that you've written down, are they ones that are protecting you? Um, in this moment, I want you to be really kind with, with yourself. Um, some of those fears that come out, some of those limiting beliefs, some of those things that, those habits that we put into place, they're there for a reason. Whether we put them there or not, they were providing us some sort of protection. They were providing us some sort of, of well, serving us in some way that was keeping us in a place where we at least we know how to manage this moment. We know how to do this. So as you are deciding on if it's serving you or not, give yourself that grace to know that, okay, it was serving me at one time. That thought that I, I don't deserve the next thing, or I don't deserve a higher paying job, or I don't deserve to be happy in the moment that was serving you in some way. It doesn't mean it has to serve you forever. And in fact, it's not serving you now because you realize that it's, it's not. 
a lot of times the deserving is not even the real question. It's what can we do if we allowed ourselves to go for it? How would our life be different if we decided that we're worthy to be happy? That's a whole nother conversation. But a lot of times that's what our thoughts are. I'm going to stay in this pain because I don't feel like I, I've done my work or I don't feel like I'm worthy of anything else. It's all I've ever known. And if that's how you feel, please contact me. Let's talk about what happiness really is and how we all deserve a thriving life. Thriving, you get to define how that is. We get to have a good life, no matter what our circumstances. It was not, you are not ordained to have a miserable life. Now with that, I know some of us, some are struggling with more things than others. I know that some things are stronger in others. We, like we, the way we handle stress, the way we handle circumstances are different. We can also define the circumstances differently based on our thoughts about them. We can look at what we're doing, what's going on. We can define that story that surrounds it and we can move through it and we can actually thrive in no matter the circumstance. And no matter what, I don't know what you've been through. I don't. And some people will write me with some really big, big circumstances, some big trials that are not their fault at all. And, and it breaks my heart. But you have a choice now because you're no longer in that circumstance. You no longer have to live that story. You get to rewrite the story and you get to do it every day. So you don't have to do a major rewrite and completely redefine yourself. But you can decide if the story is serving you or not. And if you're done, if you've written it and you know that's the one you're going to believe for the rest of your life, or you're going to take elements of it and see how strong you are and how it's propelling you and how it's actually shaping you and showing you the goodness and the hope that's possible. So be kind to yourself because the story that you were listening to, the story that was playing in your subconscious, that wasn't your fault. It was your brain's way of protecting you. And we all needed that sometimes. We all do. And, but just because we needed it doesn't mean, doesn't mean we have to live it forever. And you have to decide today that it's no longer the story that you're going to play on repeat. And as you're looking at those stories, the third step is what is it costing you to keep believing those stories? Those ones that are not serving you, those ones that say you're not worthy or you're not loved or you're not supported. The ones that say you don't deserve happiness or you don't deserve a promotion or you don't deserve to be respected or you don't deserve to be feel proud about your accomplishments or the really hard things that you've been through. What are those stories costing you? Are they costing you progress? Are they costing you friendships? Are they costing you personal growth? Are they costing you jobs, promotions? Are they costing you opportunities? Are they, are they costing you happiness? What is the cost 
of keeping these stories, keeping the clutter in the mind. Because if you don't start to declutter them intentionally, six weeks from now, six months from now, a year from now, you're going to be in this exact same spot or you're going to be worse because your, your brain is going to look for evidence that those stories are true and you'll find them. You'll find them. The brain has a magic way of doing that. It also has a magnificent way to rewrite them and look for evidence of the true story or what you really want out of life. And I tell you this because I've lived it and it's what helped me change my story. Helped me realize that I don't have to be defined by labels. I don't have to, I get to choose what labels I wear. I get to choose what elements of the story that I get to wear as badges of honor now because I've lived through them. I've survived through them and I'm thriving even while I'm still grieving, even though I'm still learning and growing. So what are these things, these stories, these limitations you put on yourself? What are they costing you? And are you done with it? Are you done with them? Because you can decide in this very moment that the stories you notice, the stories that are playing and that are not serving you anymore and that are costing you way more than you realize, those are lies. Those are keeping you stuck. They're keeping you safe, not successful. And they are not the stories that you deserve to, to have. They're not. They're not the ones that are holding you, holding you gently, saying that you're worthy of a thriving life. You're worthy of a, of happiness. You're worthy of joy. You're worthy to pursue that God-sized dream that he's placed on your heart. You're worthy to take care of the kids that he's given you. You're worthy to help a friend who is in need or be supported in your time of need. You're worthy. You're worthy, period. Like that's, I, I can't even list all of the ways that you're worthy because God's called you and he said you're worthy and you are his child. And those stories, know that those are breaking his heart because these are stories that are not there. They're not there because he put them there. They're there because our brains, well, they want to keep us safe. The devil plays on our insecurities. He's really good at what he does. And then sometimes all he has to do is plant a little seed and then our brains will run with it. Our insecurities and our, our feelings. And then the evidence we can gather around us, which there's evidence for both sides. But it's so crazy how the evidence of the negative seems a lot more visible. It's a lot easier to pick out than the evidence of the, the worthiness that he's bestowed on you. And so friend, while you are deciding whether or not to, to clear the clutter, whether or not to start listening to your subconscious and noticing that those thoughts, those stories that are playing, those habits that you're doing that you don't want to do, but you're like, why? Why do I do what I don't want to do? And the things I want to do, I don't do. In the words of Paul, I mean, if, if Paul had those problems, then why would we think that we are above them? But the first step is to notice them and to decide that it's not for you anymore. So while I close this, and I just want you to know 
that this is something that it takes time and it takes effort and it, you have to get real with yourself. This is something you can also teach your kids to help them when they like figure out what stories they are playing. But while you're doing that, just know that it's, you're growing through that. And those lies will start to derail. They will start to unravel. Like you'll start pulling that string and all of it will come out and it's going to be uncomfortable. But what growth, what is, I mean, discomfort, momentary discomfort is worth it to have a thriving life. You are so worth it. Now, if you are interested in learning more and want to know practical ways to start putting this into action, if you want to see what the possibilities are, come to my workshop. Come to my workshop. My next one, um, look on the website, TammyMarieCoaching.com backslash workshop for the next one. Sign up. I guarantee that you will not leave the workshop without having at least one action to do that helps you get to that thriving life. You'll start to get, see and define what a thriving life looks like for you. You'll start to, ex well, you'll start to experience life instead of it's just exist. So, so many years, I felt like I was just existing. I was just managing life. I was just doing the things that I needed to do. And then when I started stepping into what I felt God was calling me to, when I was stepping into that thriving life and actually enjoying and experiencing things with my kids with my friends, with myself, experiencing versus existing. It changed everything. And I want that for you too. So come to my workshop and see what's possible. If you're ready, if you want to talk, go onto the go to the website and book a call with me. Let's talk about what the possibility is because I have a group forming in October. Um, well, we're going to start in October. It's nine, it's 90 days, three months, three months to learn that first step of how to have a thriving life, to define it for yourself and how to start working towards it and, and see what becomes possible when you choose to set things down that are no longer serving you. If that interests you at all, come to the workshop or book a call with me either way or both, do both. With that, friend, I hope that you choose joy. Choose joy every day, fight for joy until Troy chooses you. See you next week.